The fastest goals. The experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevan, Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale in the studio, lying on the studio floor after an incident packed afternoon at Tynecastle. How would you even begin to sum it up, Hugh? A heart substitute scored a hat trick. A fullback substitute scored the winner for Celtic. Two penalties were rightly given against Celtic. Celtic did not get a penalty that they deserved. Anthony Ralston scored a goal that we cannot fathom out why it was not awarded. Other than that, nothing happened. It's hard to really <laughs> remember everything that happened in the game and that kind of sums it up. It was that action-packed. Controversial decisions Goals chopped off Penalties I mean the only thing we were missing Was a red card to make it a full house But as one of the best games I've witnessed Standing in the studio It was end to end I've got to give credit to Hearts as well Because they played open They didn't park the bus Celtic I thought Terrific at times going forward You know Ropey at the back at times But their quality was still there They believed in the process the manager has to take great credit for making the substitutions and the man on the screen just now, Greg Taylor, I mean, what a season he's having to get himself into the box, you know, going for that winner away from home and getting on the end there sums up his season. So I, I think we'll be hard pushed to find a better game of football this I th- season. I think that's what we forget because we're that busy talking about decisions, we're that busy talking about the new VR and all the, all the spotlight was on the referee. It was a terrific game of football yeah. at Tynecastle. You had seven goals. <laughs> if we're standing here at half past 12 and say, look, we're going to have a seven-goal thriller, you'd be absolutely over a moon. So, entertainment value, football-wise, was brilliant. I, I honestly have so to far. say, and I know this is weekend one of VAR, and I know that VAR, when we strip it all back, VAR will not be responsible for 4-3. Because there were too many mistakes The referee in the first half was shocking Um, The Celtic defence didn't cover themselves in glory But I have never seen anything like that Never in, in my entire life seen a game of football like that Yeah, a truly brilliant spectacle It is a victory that moves Celtic five points clear at the top of the table Uh, Roger Hanna, I think everyone knew it was never going to be a quiet introduction to Scottish football for video assistant referees And that's exactly what we got this afternoon It's absolutely brilliant, isn't it Gordon? Long may it rain, I think it was Ian Maxwell, the SFA chief executive who warned a couple of weeks ago The first three months of VAR, and this is his word, is going to be horrendous So uh, the, the referees and the VARs have been good to their boss at Hamden's word today and I think there'll be a lot of this there seemed to be confusion last night at Easter Road among all the supporters about the late penalty that wasn't a penalty because it was an offside and uh, I think the fourth official Willie Collum sorry the VAR Willie Collum was speaking to the referee uh, Kevin Clancy to, to, but nobody really knew what was going on I'm sure there will be many thousand supporters heading out of Tynecastle as we speak in the show just now Gordon who are bamboozled by some of the decisions that they've seen this afternoon and will be going home seeking some kind of clarity that said though Hugh you, you can help yourself and, and and be calm and rational about some of it the first one where Jackie Marcus's goal doesn't uh, Anthony Ralston's goal doesn't stand Nick Walsh blows the whistle 
The goal yeah. can't stand Forget VAR The mistake there is that Nick Walsh blows the whistle And actually Mark Wilson You're now looking at it back yeah. And you can see that maybe Jackie Marcus yeah. Does commit a foul on I'll, the edge of the box I'll hold my hands up here We've watched it again And it wasn't I don't think it's for the pull The first pull on Jackie Marcus Which he does do I think it's the second one Where he, he pulls the Hearts defender's mm-hmm. shoulder in And he goes down As it keel goes down the middle of the box Looking at that Looks like Nick Walsh yeah. got that right and From my point of view and then you can but mump- I've spent 45 minutes Saying he's yeah. had a howler Then you can mump and moan mm-hmm. And stamp your feet About why Nick Walsh Didn't blow the whistle Straight away or not But VAR's there To get the right decision And both Hearts penalties Were correct Yes Yeah yep. Then when it looks at The one that Is scored on the rebound Are there Celtic players Encroaching Yes It gets that one right Good Yes However Celtic's handball That's it Hearts yeah. handball God, yeah. I was going to say right I, I'm with Mark you, you you look at the game Bit by bit And you're thinking The referees are He's not Right I think the only one You can strip right back In question mm. is Would you give A penalty kick For the handball Without I think doubt. that's my only debate Yeah And uh, again though But again that Maybe that bit Shouldn't be surprising Hugh You know this Oh, It's, it's VAR That's chaos It's VAR It's VAR this is a subjective decision making process Stephen McLean and Nick Walsh Don't think that that was Enough of a handball by Michael Smith They don't think well, his hand was outstretched Now you can totally agree with that And th- uh, disagree and think it's utter nonsense yeah. As many people will But we, we, we knew that There was still going to be an element of subjectivity in well, it. I, I take your point However I find it astonishing That Neither man thought that was a penalty He actually moves his arm to, to block the ball He moves it in the direction of the ball It is as blatant a penalty as you will mm. ever see Yeah, you know, the problem is people want these things explained You don't necessarily get it, Gordon The the only assumption mm. is they think the hand is not moved towards it And I, I, I don't know how you... I know because he was making a fairly good case They maybe yeah. don't think his hand's outstretched enough Or it's too close to him it's the only thing you can think Because otherwise It has to be a penalty It goes down to A matter of opinion Gordon um, I think we're all Agreed here That we would have given a penalty You've got two officials That have um, You know Overseen many many Top flight games That have decided not They didn't think it was enough To give that penalty kick And we can debate that Till Till Monday next week Or whatever it may be But See when you, you actually Narrow it all down with VAR it's been an exciting game We've touched on seven great goals Exciting And plus the fact I actually look at Nick Walsh and think You've not had the, the worst game I've ever seen The first one The if, only thing I can question uh, Do you is, not think it is concerning though That we're we are in the studio saying hmm. Probably was a penalty You've got the officials Who should know or do know hmm. the, the rules Right to a T It's not about it's knowing not a the rules though It's opinion but in it's, about how, different, it's, not about, but, it's not about how you know It's just your own Unless you can't crawl in somebody's brain and, and make them interpret something the way that, that you do. do no, you, but you, what you I mean is, I think I which... think the the majority of people would believe that's been. I even seen was it Pep Guardiola, you know, down south getting asked about the handball rule, and they said, but mm. I don't actually know what the handball rule is now. I think that's what's concerning that we're ex players, and I'm going. That looks a clear penalty It looks outstretched it to looks you It looks outstretched. making the body mm-hmm. bigger And it looks like There's enough distance I know it's very close But still enough distance I think so I think there's a yard there But then there. you'll get two officials Standing here Arguing with yeah, you yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. Right? So I mean, It's, it's it such a grey area Handball uh, is such a grey area now It's an opinion It's an opinion based decision 
But it should be rules. I know what you're saying. Opinion. What's, what's it's got to be rules. rules. You have to interpret words, Mark. That's the thing. Like what you consider. Out sh- and mm. this, this isn't. We're now getting beyond whether I think it's a penalty or you do. That's actually immaterial. What you think is outstretched or making your body bigger. There is no way of making everybody interpret that the same way. You just can't do it. Every time I look at it, it gets worse. <laughs> They've just shown it again, and it, even Ange Postecoglou and I repeat, Ange Postecoglou, five hundred days of Celtic manager, sixteen months in the country. Never, ever, no matter what has happened to Celtic in a game, good or bad, never, ever has he reacted the way he did today. And we're very interested to hear what he has to say. He was saying yesterday, we all focus too much on referee decisions. We've sucked him in eventually. Um, We've brought him down to our level. I mean, it's exciting, Fraser Wishart. I don't think you could deny that. (laughs) I don't know if that will make anyone feel better. It was always going to be exciting and and we have to get away from thinking. Listen, Bar was sold to everybody way back that it was going to help get decisions right. The only decisions that it can get right are was the ball over the line and was somebody offside? Because that's the facts. You can draw lines, you can do whatever else. The rest of it's still subjective. I mean, Douglas Louise was sent off during the week for Aston Villa uh, for an, an off-the-ball incident. You know, and I looked at it and thought, seriously? So the VAR referee sent Mike Oliver across to the side, so the VAR referee thought it was a red card. Then the, the Mike Oliver looked at it as well, and he thought it was a red card, and that was overturned. It's the following day by an independent panel of a former referee. Nah, surely it's only us that makes mistakes. That's what I've been reading all afternoon. But, but, but it was sold about getting things right, and, and it's, it's not about getting things right. It's about Willie really Collins stuck the nail in the head. He was delighted because it means that referees can correct their mistakes. Unfortunately for them, it actually highlights their mistakes an awful lot more, as you guys are, are doing. But that's all it's there for. It gives referees a chance to look at their decision again. They can still get it wrong, and they will still get it wrong. Look at you guys arguing the handball. I haven't seen the game at all today. But so, so let's not kid ourselves on that this is going to be the panacea. It's not. It's not. It just gives referees a chance to correct their mistakes, of which there are many. You know, we all. I would love to have the chance to, to correct my mistakes in my job, and players would love to get a chance to correct their mistakes. They don't have that. Referees do, and I think unfortunately for them, it's actually going to highlight their mistakes more and more. But hopefully they can keep that to minimum. So let, let's not kid on that this is going to get them right. It's not. It's just about referees. But also, but yeah, but, but also, there are you and various. There has been enough people in the last couple of years saying that. Why are we still acting like it's getting everything the way you want it to go? Why are we surprised? Well, I'm not surprised, you know, and uh, I think supporters will be a bit surprised. I think one of the things we've got to look at, I mean, it's always inevitable, um, but I think it stops the game, the, the momentum of the game as well. Was it two and a half minutes? Somebody told me for, for the penalty before uh, Nick Walsh went to the monitor. Is that clear and obvious then, you know? So, is it what fans want? I'm in here today, there'll be six cameras, there's no screen. They'll be as bemused as the rest of us as to what's going on. So I think it'll take some time to get to get going, but uh, I don't think we should be surprised by it. This is not about getting things right because it's still a matter of opinion, as you keep saying. And referees will still go to the monitor; they'll still make a decision, and we'll still be able to say they're wrong because they're not exactly right. If it's over the line, if it's offside, that's the only two matters of fact. The, refer- the rest of it's just about your mm-hmm. opinion, Gordon, my opinion, fans' opinions, the referee's opinion, and they'll all be different. So. Uh, It'll take some time I'm not a big fan of it But it was inevitable When it came in I just think it's going to Change the game dramatically Stoppages Players have to play differently But but there you go I'm an old dinosaur (laughs) Uh, David Friel I feel like I can just about Make my piece Just now With it being If it's a little bit slow And it gets to the right decision Fine Because you're getting To the right decision As long as that Doesn't stay that way forever And then we can streamline things Because um, again, it, it looked everybody in here knew that Hearts were getting that penalty. So why it took so long for Nick Walsh to go to the monitor? Maybe that was a bit unnecessary. 
But again, hopefully that's something that we can just streamline a bit as, as the weeks go on. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Ian Maxwell was probably guilty of kind of over-egging it a bit, but he said it's going to be horrendous. It will be streamlined, Gordon. I watched the game last night. I felt Kevin Clancy and Willie Collum handled it all really well, but I'm the opposite from Fraser. I absolutely love it. You know, listen to the debate you're having. I can't wait to the open line later on. And Scottish football has always been world-class for drama, for stories, for controversy, for debate, and this is just going to add another layer to it. It won't get everything right, it won't, but... As I said many months ago, we were being left behind. It had to come in, and you know, it's, today's end to go by. It's going to be a roller coaster. Ah, it's certainly going to be a roller coaster. That is for sure. Uh, let's just for now draw a line under that one because we're going to hear from Ange Postecoglou. We'll hear from Robbie Nielsen. We'll take your calls. So uh, there's lots to get excited about as the afternoon goes on, Hugh Evans. Yeah. As a, as a football match, if we can dare to talk about the outcomes. Ange Postecoglou will be feeling pretty good about the three points The excitement was unsurpassed And I go back to Ange Postecoglou and body language The way he went to the Celtic supporters at the end of the game Is also a way that I've never seen Ange Postecoglou behave since he became Celtic manager He understands the importance of what his team achieved eventually today uh, And they are five points ahead of Rangers And Rangers are now in that position where I never thought for a minute I'd read the Rangers manager discussing the possibility of the sack on the morning of a game when he was two points behind Celtic at the top of the table. But he did. And Giovanni Van Bronckhurst knows now he dare not, and I underline dare not, fail to win this game today or he's in <coughs> real bother. Yeah, what a fantastic game to kick us off. We've got other big games to follow, so we will go back around the grounds very soon indeed we've already given you team news but we'll build up further to those kickoffs next Scottish football's league leader this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard plenty more time to discuss VAR tonight Monday, Tuesday and you see where I'm going with that so let's actually talk about football because on the league table Celtic are now five points clear Gabriel Rangers need to cut that gap and probably do it in a bit of style to appease the fans that booed on Wednesday night Yes, certainly, Gordon. It looked like they could have been the pivotal day in the title race that Rangers have been longing for. An hour ago, three points would have taken them top, but now they do need a win to narrow the gap to two points. So I was speaking to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst yesterday. He said he's aiming to get the fans back on side with points and a performance. Goals, of course, would certainly help that. They did get booed off after the 1-0 against Dundee on Wednesday. But Giovanni Van Bronckhorst rightly pointed out the fact that his side have won their last five domestic matches. They're going to hope to make that six in a row here. Uh, VAR will be used in a league match at Ibrox for the first ever time. Gray Atkin is the man in charge of technology. Both managers uh, this week will melt welcoming the introduction. And speaking to the Dutchman, he said he thinks it will favour attacking teams. We expect that to be for Jers. Certainly, it'll be interesting to see how it fares today, Gordon. It's looking forward to it. It's been a crazy show this. We're going to have to learn to adapt to the different time constraints that VAR puts on you. Uh, what's at stake between Motherwell and Aberdeen, Roger? There's a huge amount at stake. I would say probably for the away team, Gordon, most because they just need to break this cycle of underachievement away from Petrodri. They look good in their home patch, you know, four against Partick Thistle in midweek, good one against Hearts last weekend, but they just seem to freeze when they come away to places like Firth Park. Losing 4-0 at Tannadice a couple of weeks ago was a disastrous result for Jim Goodwin, a big Aberdeen travelling support. There's a decent Aberdeen travelling support here again this afternoon. 
and they need to do something because for a club of Aberdeen size, two wins in 23 games away from home is an appalling statistic. To Paisley, I don't know if this is the the, the dramatic version. David is is this Stephen Robinson's last game before he goes and takes over Northern Ireland? I think there's a bit of work to be done uh, before that. But may, maybe the glass half empty St Mirren fans will be worried about that right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Irish FA are under any immediate pressure. Obviously, don't have a game until next year. But he's clearly been mentioned in dispatches. He's worked with the set up before. Um, he's well liked over there. As I said earlier, Michael he was clearly the favourite. But it's whether Northern Irish FA can tempt him back. And I think Stephen Robinson will definitely come into the equation. But as I said earlier, he obviously wants to focus on St Mirren for the moment. Um, they're unbeaten in five home games, but haven't been great in the last couple of games. Um, and as for United, good record here, but they went out of the cup in midweek. I was down at Kilmarnock in midweek, Gordon, they were very, very poor. Kelly deservedly won, so I think Liam Fox will just be looking to put that behind them and uh, really push on in the league again. But as I said, you know they're only second bottom on goal difference, so they really need a win here today. Yeah, and very quickly, Fraser Wisher, uh, I'm not sure you can talk about relegation six-pointers in October, uh, but Kilmarnock and Ross County both down there on nine points. Yeah, but I think they're, they're both teams you would expect to be in the bottom six and towards the, the bottom end, Gordon. I don't think you're being rude by talking about it in, in terms of relegation. And uh, we're getting to stage where the season does begin to take shape and these two find themselves in 10th and 12th, albeit in the same points as Dundee United. So there's still not a gap between, between themselves, or too big a gap since Johnson went in last night turned it into a four point gap between themselves and the bottom three so plenty of time and plenty of victories and, and Kilmarnock have just hit a good wee run of form which has kept them in touch with the rest and uh, I'd expect them to, to, to win this game today I don't think there'll be the excitement you had at Tynecastle it's interesting to see how the six camera VAR works and how often the referee goes to the, to the sides because it's uh, well they catch everything but uh, for me I don't think there'll be many goals in this and this just could be a 1-0 sneaky win for Kilmarnock well, they say you're only meant to go to, on average across world football you go to the monitor once every three games Nick Walsh has already had a good couple of looks at it so we'll see what the afternoon has in store any more excitement bring it on that would be good kickoffs next action as it happens and your reaction from five on the open line this is Clyde One. Oh, what an afternoon what an afternoon it's been Hugh Keevens We've already had seven goals And more VAR decisions uh, Than you could ever have dreamt yeah. uh, At Tynecastle When it's all said and done When everybody calms down in about six months time Celtic are five points clear Hearts gave a good account of themselves But their difficult run continues And we actually saw a lot of good football Yeah, I, I repeat I have never In over 50 years of doing this for a living I have never seen anything like that I thought Celtic would win by the odd goal in three. Celtic won by the odd goal in seven. Uh, so, uh, astonishing. I think we have to acknowledge that we're going to have to live with this for the remainder of our game. Uh, and VAR is here to stay and we'll have afternoons not like that one. I don't believe we'll ever have one like that before, but... We will have afternoons where VAR and the mm. referee's performance, and let's not forget the referee's performance was a contributory factor Absolutely. here today. Nick Walsh had a bad game and got things very wrong. Uh, but this is it, folks. It's here and it's not going away. 
Anyway, strap yourselves in because we are going to take you through the three o'clock games, including Rangers Livy. We are going to hear from Ange Postacoglu and Robbie Nielsen. How did they feel about it all from the touchline? There's plenty more good games to keep an eye on down the divisions. We'll have a teaser in each half for you to get involved in. You can tweet us all afternoon and then we'll open the phones a bit later on as well. But honestly, what a day we've got in store. So sit back and enjoy. We've already got goals going in in the Scottish Cup. The early kickoff is Brecon 2, Stirling Albion 2 uh, at the end of the first half, I think that was. Stenhouse Muir have taken the lead against East Fife through Adam Corbett. Dunbar United have taken the lead against Stirling Uni. Darren Handling and East Kilbride are one up against Caledonian Braves in the All Lowland League Clash. Some brilliant fixtures in that, so keep an eye on them. That's your team, the Braves. The Is Braves. Bra- How is it your team? Every week we mention it, a guy sends me a message. I can't go to, to, to invite you along to a game and you never go. Right, hold on a minute. I, 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 unfortunately, I'm here this Well, it is unfortunate for a lot of us. people that I'm in the studio this afternoon. I can't be there, but my. My spirit and everything's there for the Braves, and I quite I've got a soft spot for East Kilbride as well. It's I'm torn for between both them. teams. Yeah, ah, great. I've, okay. I've, I've always liked East Kilbride. Drum Chapel, Drum Chapel United are one up. Is that who you're supporting today? Then yeah, of course. I, I spent nine years at my finishing school in Drum Chapel. Uh, <laughs> so uh, first ever season in the Scottish Cup, yeah, Drum Chapel yeah, United. Yeah, Martin Grehan has scored a penalty after yeah. five minutes. Has for, great knowledge. Former Motherwell striker, one appearance. Martin <laughs> Grehan. How'd I know that? I was on a stag do with him in the summer. Anyway. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Rangers nil, Livingston won. And mm. just like on the opening day of the season, oh. Livy take the lead, and it's through Joel Mubley. He's gone downhill since then. He's been quiet, but he's popped up to score another against Rangers. And how can I put this, Hugh? That's not quite the start the Rangers fans were anticipating today. I can only imagine. What the atmosphere is like now I, I said to you before the game started If anything happens with uh, Rangers today Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is in real trouble And even after two minutes The game is already unacceptable to the Rangers well, fans VAR will check it of course oh. And if you think that's the only one Aberdeen have got the ball in the net Offside flags up And of course it will go to the to the monitor uh, not this not to the monitor um, that won't go offsides don't go to the monitor again I said earlier it's important we all at least try and, and realise mm. what we're expecting don't get upset when you don't see the ref going over to check an offside in the monitor because he won't he won't do it uh, and that goal does that goal stand Aberdeen have taken the lead anyway right goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. There we are, VAR overruled the linesman and the Miofsky goal stands. Are you going to have to get a different a VR button? One. So. Yeah, a VAR yeah, goal one. flash and then a VAR one. A take away. No, because it's been disallowed. Yeah, you need a. Did the Livy goal stand? Yes. Yes. Who scored? Nobody. Keep up, Hugh. Come on, Hugh. Uh, listen, I know it's all happening, I, but I'm, I'm beginning to think that I'm actually still in bed, <laughs> and I'll, the, the alarm will go off, and I'll think, "What a weird dream that was." I, I had a dream that Celtic won four three at Tynecastle, mm-hmm. and then uh, Joel Nibley put Livingston up at, uh, at Ibrooks. Again, look, I know, I know this will never catch on because it's all snowballing, and everybody's going on. Oh, we're kind of laughing and we're sighing. That's a good thing. Last week. Bojan Miofsky's goal gets disallowed yeah. wrongly and that might cost Jim Goodwin his job and it might cost Aberdeen a place in the top six whatever that's what it's there for 
It's meant to work And it's worked I like it I, I like the excitement well, I like always that. like it Yeah I, I, Look I'll have um, Disagreements with it Like I've had Today At Tynecastle About the penalty claim uh, That I think Celtic Sure got a penalty But I can totally understand it. It gives a better opportunity for the refs. Now, I hear uh, Hugh saying there, Nick Walsh and criticising him had such a bad game. When I look at it overall, I I don't think he had that bad a game. I look at one Mm. decision. The one decision for me... I think what what doesn't help... I can understand at the beginning when he blows, right? And also what doesn't help him specifically is the length of time... Sorry, is not blowing the whistle to give... The, the penalty But again right See if we're being fair About everything What's the point In criticising Nick Walsh For that When you get the decision Right in the right, end anyway Yeah And that's why I'm going back to say I'd, Apart from the one decision About the handball I'm looking thinking yeah. Well there's not much Else you've done to be wrong right, We're going to relive A lot of that stuff On the phone lines for sure And when we hear from Ange Postacoglu And Robbie Nielsen Rangers are behind you yeah. In a week Where they got booed off After a victory In a week Where Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Has to come out twice And say No we do have an attacking Style of play Honestly we do And we're, we're, we're trying to show it And uh, we want to Put on a performance For the fans They're going down at home To Livingston I listened to Super Scoreboard Monday to Thursday And was then on the programme Last night And Monday to Thursday I was taken aback by uh, First of all what is your style of play, Mr Van Bronckhurst? That was the debate. And then, of course, came the game against Dundee and fans booing a team who had gone through to the semi-final. Um, and then, yesterday morning, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, in the wake of Stephen Gerrard's dismissal at Aston Villa, discussing the possibility of him being sacked by Rangers. The so only thing I would say, Hugh, a little bit like Celtic mm. in the second half, They've lost it very early Still massive oh, yeah, yeah. First game of the season Was an example of it Let's quickly do this Hugh Because what a busy Opening to the show It has been The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online Name the five players who've made the most top flight appearances with just one club since the start of the Scottish Premiership era. Now, the Scottish Premiership came into being in 2013-2014 season. Name the five players who've made the most top flight appearances with just one club since the start of that Scottish Premiership era. That is such a good question that I very rarely do this. I'm going straight in on a clue. It's not a big clue. Don't get Don't get as bogged down Don't get too bogged down With Celtic and Rangers players There are not that many That's all I'll say So it's quite vague at the moment But don't 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 be yeah, rhyming off Multiple Celtic and Rangers down. players here So name the five players Who've made the most Top flight appearances With just one club With just one club So That is important to remember that as well since the start of the Scottish Premiership era 2013-14 season uh, Some big goals going in in the Scottish Cup Early rounds Bucky Thistle uh, nil. Open goal Broomhill 1 Brock Watson On 11 minutes there uh, Dalbiti star nil. Darvel 1 Willie Robertson with the goal there 
Um, so some great names in the cup. <laughs> you're obviously looking out. Robert. You're looking out for. No, I didn't mean players' oh, right names. Right. I meant team news. <laughs> you love who? What's good about Willie Roberts? <laughs> you don't listen. You don't hear all oh, Liverpool have opened the score of wee Willie Robertson. Yeah, but to be fair, it's the third round of the Scottish Cup. It's a bit different. Well, so um, good names. Hugh, I know you. And there's another one. Elgin City won. Caneland Juniors he scores every week. Oh. Kane, Kane Hester. Hester scores every week. You'll be. Uh, you're keeping an eye on Drum Chapel as we established there yeah. in front against Gretna 2008. Martin Green's penalty. He well, is my sister's next door neighbour, apparently. Uh, I think. You get great starts about this. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's as big a start as I can give you. Oh no, he's two doors up or something. Don't be two clubs. doors down. It's a good show. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to go back to the point that Gordon was making about Livingston, you know, having scored early and there's plenty of time for Rangers. Of course, that's the case. But. It's the last thing that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wanted to happen. Mm. Because that's his go-to, right? And of course you follow the logic. Yeah. The Rangers fans all week now have been bubbling away, building themselves up to go and settle for nothing less. They were building themselves up to a frenzy earlier in the season when they thought that Celtic were going to drop points at St Johnston and then Celtic through Giacomacca scored right at the very end. Today they were building themselves up to a frenzy because of a game that was frenzied at Tynecastle, got to 3-3 and then Celtic score again. What it will be, Hugh, uh, like, uh, of course they're a positive of the fact that they've scored early, but it's a test of character for these players because oh. they know the criticism they're coming for. Listen, I played at that ground and if things ain't going right for you and you're having a bad time and you go a go down, it is, yeah. it's not the nicest well, place to the, be. The, the charge, the allegation made against these Rangers players is that Stephen Davis apart a 37 or 38 year old the rest aren't doing enough they are on an individual and collective basis being found wanting not only by Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Mm. but by the Rangers supporters who Mm. are not having them and because of about 150 minutes as it felt like of madness at Tynecastle we maybe didn't get the chance to pick our way through the, the Rangers team um the way we otherwise would have, Mark. Again, the the search for natural width, out uh, you know, outgoing attacking threat on the right hand side doesn't seem to be there. It's Scott Arfield today. However, he does have a good record against Livy, so that's fair play to him. Morelos obviously didn't take his chance during the week. Cholak plays. Yeah. Uh, Yilmaz apparently was one of the only ones that got past marks, but he was carrying a knock. I don't know if that's played a part. And uh, Barisic goes back in. Anything that stand out from the team for you? Well, again, just the amount of changes. Now, I get that it's a busy schedule for teams and, and managers have to take that into consideration, um, especially with Rangers with Champions League games on the horizon. But I think you just need a bit of consistency within a team to get the best at them. I don't think the chopping and changing is helping Rangers' performance levels at all. Duke has the ball in the back of the net for Aberdeen. Oh, no. The offside flag is up again. Same linesman. Oh no, he's under pressure now. And now is uh, it's going to be it's going to be checked. So let's see if the By goal the way, stands. He's no going to be hiding that flag this time. Oh. He's wait, he's doing circular motion above his head <laughs> with his flag now. He's delighted with himself. It, it, that is difficult, right? If you're that linesman. And one's yeah. been proved to be wrong. You are second guessing yourself. Yeah. You need to have a strong mind to handle yeah, that. You've got a bit of help. You would bottle it. Each to their own. I, I would I've always, you. hopefully, people who, because you know there's people out there who remember everything that's said on the show, I've always felt, even as a football fan, I was never able to get that 
upset about marginal offsides to the naked eye, and that's why I think VR on that inst- on that instance alone is really good because. You, you tried it Mark didn't you oh, You went along with the rest Difficult See, Really you, difficult the, the pace the players move at The defender might be moving In the opposite Well will be moving In the opposite direction Quite often mm-hmm. And you keep an eye On where the ball's played from And see when someone's Half a yard off And everyone used to I can't believe this injustice I know I never really got that So now That's what You're the, right There's so much I think supporters just think This guy's got one job And it's to look across a line It is far from that There is so much an assistant referee has to take into consideration. And just a simple point, uh, the time the ball's played and watching that line, how difficult is that to do? You know, because the ball could be played for That's 60 yards away. That's why here, Mark, to yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got to say it's one of the hardest jobs because I had to uh, do a module for a uh, test <laughs> when I was doing my licence, my e my right? And you had to get 80%. And let me tell you now here, I should be standing here in black with a whistle and a couple of cards <laughs> in my pocket. Uh, but is that how you became such friends with the refs? Because you rigged your exam. <laughs> I had four, had four hundred dollars halfway through it. Uh, so hold, why did you have to do this? Because I didn't get asked to do this. Well, it was, and I've never heard of anyone having to do it apart from yeah, him. I've got, I've got the, uh, You had to do it now um, to, as part of your assessment. Kevin Van Veen's missed an open goal after Ruse spilled the ball at his feet. It was a tight angle. Um, but uh, no goal for him there No chances yet Kelly the better team Do you know the other thing That we didn't uh, Why not just add to the the, the the chaos or the confusion We didn't really get into this today Do you know what I think Is is um, quite impressive Or difficult for VAR Depending on what way you look at it Is This notion of attacking phase of play It's not a, it's not a statement that we use today They call it APP You see what they oh, did yeah, there yeah, The, yeah, the yeah. referees so, for instance, when a goal is scored, if you're looking at was there a foul in the build-up to that, how far back do you go? Well, mm. you go back to what the refs perceive as the start of the attacking phase of play, and it can be quite hard to pick that moment. But generally, it's when they sort of, well, when they pick up the ball and kind of move forward, or when they go across the halfway line. The VAR, the assistant VAR, will be talking to each other and saying, right, that's the attacking phase of play started. So anything that happens from now until the ball ends up in the back of the net can be looked at but what happens is see if the other team quickly intercept it clear it and then it gains that's the attacking phase of play resets again every time the ball gets cleared by the opposition you following me? Mm -hmm. I think you'd rather be a referee on the pitch than in the the booth watching it because it's a lot to take into consideration there they should have that that sign for the referee on the pitch to Mm. be pointing going it's his you are word perfect on your subject And I commend you for it Well I'm not but, sure about that But, but Supporters mm-hmm. Are going to say APP Yeah, yeah but again I, I, That does go back to something I said earlier That's why I think we can play a role in that I think everyone can Like it's, It might be a difficult message But let, let, let get, get it out there Try and understand it And let's try and embrace it I just want to a point You don't have to like it But at least I just wonder what you're dealing with. If the cumulative effect of all of this, whether it's APP or the referee's Mm -hmm. performance is OMG, uh, (laughs) does it suck the fun out of football? Is that what you're getting at? I I think people, mm -hmm. maybe maybe people of my generation, or maybe there are younger ones who feel the Mm -hmm. same way, but I think they'll think this is just nitpicking too far. Absolutely. But look, that's VAR in a nutshell, isn't it? Rather than us. Implementing VR That was the concern When VR was brought in Globally 
what, five, six, however many years ago it was. And, you know, mm. it's used in all the the big tournaments. I just think, for instance, it's, I mean, it would be nice if, if managers hopefully follow suit as well. There was one example last season. Um, I don't know if you remember the, the Rangers game against your team, Gordon. This is why I remember this one, Motherwell. Mm. Uh, Rangers were 2-0 up and they drew to each. All right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and after the game, and it was the headline the next day in the paper, because that's the way it works, mm. Giovanni Van Bronker said that one of Motherwell's goals would not have stood with VAR because there was something in the lead-up. It might have been an offside, or there was something in the lead-up to the goal. Remember down in the corner flag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you actually watched it back, the APP, the attacking <laughs> phase of play, Rangers had the ball about three times after that and tried to clear it and officially because somebody who knows these things told me that goal would have stood with VAR because it doesn't go back that far it goes back to the, the start but then the Rangers manager says oh VAR would have ruled that out that's in the paper and then it's easy for everyone to to feel that I think managers will still make that mistake I think they'll I still come out deliberately no not deliberately but then mm. they'll still be getting educated as we go Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Kelly won Ross County nil, and it's either Jordan Jones or Daniel Armstrong. I'm going to trust Fraser Wisher. He never gets anything wrong. He's telling me Jordan Jones, Daniel Armstrong's popped up on the TV. But either way, they're both in form. They're both linking up well for Kelly. Uh, and Kilmarnock do lead Ross County by a goal to nil. The good thing about that is that Kilmarnock have taken. Kyle Lafferty's 10 game suspension Not queried it in any way They also punish the player Off their own bat And that they have to get used to being without him for a long time And if it is Danny Armstrong Then that's two in four days for him Because he scored the goal that put uh, I, I'm going Jordan Jones Fraser Wishart well, knows his stuff If it's Jordan Jones then he... he Northern Irishman can take over from his fellow Northern Irishman uh, but either way it's a good start for Derek McInnes absolutely Socky Juniors won Bonnie Rig Rose nil Scott Davidson in the Scottish Cup how are you getting on with that teaser you two I think that was okay. really I think, tough I think yeah. but well, we've got five names oh, right we've got I, I told you my very very vague clue earlier was don't get too bogged down in Celtic or Rangers right and there is only one correct answer come in so far. So remind how, us. How are we doing there? If you can read my right. Remind us of the the question. Okay. Name the five players who have made the most top flight appearances with just one club since the start of the Scottish Premiership era, which began in 2013 2014. <laughs> ah. Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale were so chuffed with themselves, See they've you? got none so yeah. far. Ah, well. Absolutely none. In that right. kind of day. VR review at Ibrooks currently a call for a handball here on Montano um, Gabriel says not sure initially but of course um, take a look Livy had another chance by the way corner uh-huh. I felt if it's water in the box uh-huh. and he fired wide um, which is not going down too well sorry Hugh Erling Haaland I said to uh, to Mark Wilson before the game started that I fear for the Seagulls today yeah, Erling Haaland's in the mood Clearly it looks like it mm. um, right, I was just going to get to some wrong answers to the teaser Let's just wait and see what happens with that uh, review You've got some strong possibilities I'm surprised at zero on that from us so Open goal Broomhill who are 1-0 up on Bucky Bucky are now down to 10 men already 
no penalty at Ibrox so that check is over there uh, right on that teaser Hugh let's get some wrong answers out of the way people uh-huh. need help Robbie Boyd wants to throw in Callum McGregor Just gave away one of the right answers, yes. didn't I? Forget him. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, don't worry. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I have got that on the. And that's okay, on it's the not list. who am I. Cal McGregor's right, you can have that for yes, free. That's um, one. Is James Forrest right? No. Is Andy Considine right? Remarkably, no. Is Paul Hanlon right? Oh, no. Paul Hanlon's not there. Mark Brown wants to throw in another one. It's got to be here. You've got to be. Lewis Stevenson. No. We had, uh, he's not there. Mark Brown also wants to throw in some goalies. Alan McGregor. No. no and Craig no. Gordon. No. Mikko wants to throw in James Tavernier. Uh, no. No, because in that era, James Tavernier will have played a season in the of championship. Course, he would course. have been there in, in yeah. theory if Rangers had been in the top flight. Yeah. Uh, so keep your guesses coming then. Um, Fraser Wisher. He was against VAR, wasn't he? He's now mm-hmm. desperate for it because it was Daniel Armstrong that scored the ah. goal. Oh, no! He wants a review. So there we Come go. Let's say we're all allowed mistakes. Seems a good player, him. Yeah, Armstrong. He's having a really good, a good season. Job. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for Kelly. Simon, the Kilmarnock fan on during the week, saying that last season he probably wouldn't have been too fussed if he had sort of moved on or whatever, but um, he's having a brilliant yeah. start to the season. Yeah. Yeah, Gordon Deal, that one is right. Well so done, Daz. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Further clues for this teaser. Listen carefully. One Celtic player, and I've already given away who it is. Yeah. Not a single Rangers player, because again, they spent a, a season in the Premiership era out of the. Or was it two seasons, actually? Um, there are. So there's a bit of a spread. There's one Celtic, there is two of them from the same team. And then a bit of a spread after that. So at Clyde SSB, keep them coming in. Only one person has got all five right. So keep your guesses coming. Elgin two up and Camelon Kane Hester uh, with the goal there. Do you want to hear from the managers from Tynecastle? Oh, yes. Just to relive it all. Uh, let's hear. Um, I think we can do that. First Ange Postacoglu on VAR uh, and what he made of that. Yeah, look, like I said before the game, I, I don't like the whole theatre around it. I think it's just too much emphasis on it and it takes too long to make a decision. But obviously, it's you know, it's going to have teething problems and it's going to take a while um, for them to sort of streamline that process because um, I just don't like the standing about. I just think, you know, we're here to watch a football, not to sort of, you know, sit around and, and wait for people to, you know, make decisions around uh, things. But, you know, um, look, I thought we had a clear-cut handball so what do I know, mate? Even on TV, apparently, um, that's not good enough. We haven't had a penalty all year. I know people are saying that, uh, you know, I keep hearing opposition managers saying we get everything. Um, the only penalties we've taken so far are training, so looking forward to one. doesn't enjoy the theatre of it. It took oh. too long. That fair, especially that if you think the fair. penalty yeah. harps got... Well, you know, it will take too long in Italy, France, Germany and Spain. You know, At, the, at the start, yeah, in, on, on day one. So we'll, we'll just need to get over that mm. one. But, uh, you know, Ange is now developing a wee habit of throwing in the little grenades like we haven't had a penalty all season. And, uh, you know, the only penalties we take are in training. When you think of everything that he stands for in, in terms of the way he's got this team playing, everything's quick. They don't give the opposition any time mm-hmm. to think. Throw ins, corners. So when the game is stopping for yeah. two and a half mm-hmm. minutes, it's going to be, yeah. it, it, it could impact teams. Who try to play quick It could do Yeah A-P-P yeah, Absolutely <laughs> um, 
<laughs> You're just saying that I'm going to say that about everything now The thing that APP. And he said you know Teething problems Week one yeah. Naively then maybe, See if we're seeing three years If we're all still lucky enough To be standing here If we're still talking about That decision taking As long as it did Wow well, we've got a serious problem In fact if we're doing it In three months We've probably got a serious problem Today Because it was right Because Hearts deserved the penalty And got it Can you can you live with it taking a little bit longer and then hope that that does get better? Look, if you, Mark, if you think that Nick Walsh got the handball wrong, you'll never make him get that right. But hopefully we can make them streamline the process and get it a bit quicker. Yeah, I think so. I think they have to be braver and their final decisions come quicker, I think. They must have been tentative. You know, it's a, it's a huge call in the game. We've seen it. We think it's an easy call. But they need to make sure they get it right. And especially in the first game, live in Sky... With everyone watching Ready to pick holes in them So it will take a bit of time But the, I'm, I'm certain they'll get it quicker Because we can't have two and a half minutes For such a clear cut decision Like we've seen today You can go to Motherwell Aberdeen And you can have a couple of uh, VAR controversies One results in a goal being given Another results in the goal being disallowed This all happened at Tynecastle In the midst of seven goals being scored yeah. Penalties being taken Penalties not being given Penalties being retaken We had a master class in mayhem <laughs> And and if you're a Celtic supporter at Tynecastle You think that was brilliant Because they were there And they had the full experience of Greg Taylor Getting that goal to win the game for Celtic If you're a Hearts fan you think You're deflated If you're a Rangers fan Who hadn't yet watched their game start you're frustrated because Celtic got there. It was uncanny. It was incredible. We'll never see the like of mm. it again. And this is weekend one. You'll never top that at Tinker. <laughs> Here's the man of the moment in the championship. Air one, Cove Rangers nil. Depot Akinyemi on 29 mm. minutes. He's scoring for fun at the moment. Exeter nil, Fleetwood one. Do you see what's interesting about that fixture? Yeah. Scott Brown, obviously. but Two teams? Is he about... On another day He'll be facing Gary Caldwell By all accounts no? Did I read oh. that this morning Looks set really? to become The Exeter boss I'm sure I read that this the morning big carriers. Yeah, But not in time To face Scott Brown That was mm. what I read somewhere Someone can check that, that out for me That was one of the me. final Nails in my coffin At Bristol City Exeter, Exeter. When Exeter. I get asked To play in a reserve game At Exeter <laughs> And I made the journey And I remember Sitting outside the ground Thinking I think, I think it's journey. time for me to get up the road That was a, that was a long way Speaking you, of journeys Have you seen the Scottish Cup today? Wick Academy have just gone one up against Ben Burb Now people here will know where Ben Burb is It's next to Ibrox yeah. mm -hmm. Wick Academy is 272 miles away A 5 hour and 10 minute journey According to Google Maps and, and, Greg Taylor's, and then you need to come back Greg Taylor's wee brother is playing in the game for the Bens Incredible. <clears throat> five, five hours, ten minutes. Five hours, Unbelievable. And all windy roads. On a bus. Ben Burgers will feel sick. Travel oh, sickness all that way. Is there a time difference? I think they think there very well might be. Um, let's hear Robbie Nielsen's. In fact, we're not ready for Robbie Nielsen's take on it yet, are we? I think we'll do that soon. We'll give you his uh, thoughts on it. So uh, we'll hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu on the sort of the game as well and, and some players and, and the result. Yeah, cracking game. Um, you know, goals, some excitement, um, some theatre. Um, you know, we've already seen evidence of it this year that you know, through a course of a season, 
you know, you, you want to be at your best and, and, and play dominating football. But as, over the course of the season, you get different challenges and you've got to find the will and the desire to win games of football. And this group of players has got an abundance of that sort of character. They just refuse to, to yield and um, they always find a way to win. And uh, I thought in a, in a tough environment today, it was credit to them that they did. There's a lot going on um, and very easy to get distracted by that, whether it's you know the crowd, the theatre around the AR and all that sort of stuff. It, it's very easy and obviously the conditions make the, the football pretty slick, so mistakes are happening. So, you know, to maintain focus and discipline in the context of that, I thought was, as I said, credit to the players, you know. It very easily could have walked off, said not, it's not our day today and sort of walked off with a point or even a loss, but again, they found a way to win. Uh, we've got uh, equaliser for Cove there, Darvel are 3-1 up and Dalbiti star in the cup. Um, Ange Postacoglu, the potential significance of that result today is not lost on him, Hugh. No, of course not. The, the minute the game was over, the pressure was on Rangers. And within two or three minutes of the game starting at Ibrox, Rangers fell behind. It's the perfect storm. And we're half an hour in and Rangers have not got an equaliser yet. And therefore, inside Ibrox, there is simmering tension. And the simmering will reach boiling point unless Rangers get the finger out very quickly. I, think I, I remember, a, sorry, I remember a game way back in 2006, a couple of weeks before I joined Celtic, very similar to today. They went to Tynecastle, back and forth. I think Stephen Pearson scored the winner to make it 3 2 that occasion. And it was such a standout in the season for the players when I arrived at the club that it was. You know, one of those moments that they brought everybody together, they won it in dramatic circumstances, and today just has that feeling about it. I know VAR added to the drama, but still the football on the pitch and how they eventually got the winner with Greg Taylor just sometimes brings a squad that's already close, let's be honest, but closer together. It's, it was a remarkable game to come out with three points. Really yeah. uh, speaks volumes what, for you. Was it Pierce, Pearson get the winner? Was no, uh, McManus Steve yeah. McManus Pearson, uh, Pearson no, Listen you might be right They both scored I'm just trying to remember I'm Which sorry. order I Pearson think. got the goal I think it got Celtic back, back in it yeah. And then McManus scored the one It was in the two In the penalty box At a corner kick And you could see the fans Behind them what it meant But the point was When I arrived there yeah, They used to chat about yeah, yeah. it All the time and I, you Did know, you get was... close to Pearson That day? Oh, I, wasn't a player. I was playing for Dunbar United eventually. Dunbar United 1 Stirling Uni 2 uh, In the Scottish Cup Right Read that question again Hugh Because still Only one correct answer Only one Name the five players Who made the most Top flight appearances With just one club Since the start Of the Scottish Premiership era Which began In the season 2013-14 Here are your clues again There is one Celtic player There are No Rangers players There are St Johnston players Don't mind giving you that And one other Who played a lot of games For a team North of Perth I'll give you that much Ooh. But he's no longer at that club Ooh. Okay So let's see what you can come up with There's only one person on the podium It's going to be lonely You need someone else to talk to When you're standing mm. there On this metaphorical podium Ain't going to be us because we're running out of paper. Let's see your bit of paper you two have written down every nah, player that's ever yeah. Is he definitely on the pitch. not one at, uh, at the bottom there, Gordon? No, he's not. No, but two right. of his teammates are. Right, he's got one of his teammates. Liam oh. Craig is wrong. Uh, that one? No, <laughs> yes, Mark. Yes, Mark. Yes. Well, he's too well, late. I had that one written down for a, a while then. It's not a primary two oh. class. Oh. 
That's a good shout, yeah. Yeah, I'm going there tonight. Yeah, well done. <laughs> oh, there's a wee clue if anybody picked dear, up in that. Dear, oh dear. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, you wouldn't go I'm there. I'm not going to the theatre. Uh, the last chance that Rangers had just a moment or two ago, a glancing effort from Antonio Cholak. He was uh, speaking yesterday, a very positive character. He was asked about, you know, getting booed off and the performances and yeah. what they need to do better. He says he. I just like to focus on the positives. He said I'm just a positive guy and always like to focus that's on the all, positives. That's all right for him. <laughs> uh, he doesn't pay to get in. He gets paid very handsomely by the club. Those who pay to get mm. in won't quite see that. He's doing all right though. Speaking uh, of he's scoring goals. Oh, yeah, so he's, he's, speaking he's, of handsomely, okay. I'm going to start a competition here. Having been there and seen him up close yesterday, there can't be much of a better hairline. In Scottish football I've, nev- I've never yeah. seen a hairline like this No, I'm, I'm getting to that age Sort of mid-30s You start to worry I'm, I'm quite mm. lucky in that department Not right. so much in the greys um, What are you talking about? But Cholak's hairline Is outstanding Well, let's rule out Wisher and Hannah right away Well <laughs> Yeah, oh, thick growth, isn't he? Yeah I've never I'm noticed like, that oh, well, yeah, I wouldn't expect you. A man like yourself that I've you've got, got that wee wispy, uh, yeah, wispy get coming at the, the front there. Yeah. You can nod to people with a flat. Have you worked out who Liz Truss is yet? <laughs> it doesn't even bother now, does he? <laughs> I just wondered if the, the, the events of the last 72 hours have passed them by. I thought we could have made light of what's actually quite a serious situation course, for the country. Yeah. There's turmoil, chaos yep. everywhere. And I thought, do you know what? Maybe this afternoon we could have a bit of fun. And see which figures from Scottish football Would you nominate to be the next Prime Minister But it's already 20 to 4 And we've been a little bit distracted So that one might need to wait for another day And who knows, by then somebody else will be in And we'll probably have replaced them a couple of times So It's the one that got away It's the topic for the show that got away, I tell you I'd go for Ian McCall We could have been good for, why? Why? Because He doesn't even know the right tracksuit bottoms <laughs> But he brings the word dug meat in mm. And I'd, li- I'd like to see, hear someone at the dispatch box In the House of Commons saying This is dug meat Fraser Wisher's got to be our representative Is he nah, not? He's no? too soft He's too soft I think so ah, I need to have another dinner And he'd fleece us so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay uh, Let's hear a bit from Robbie Nielsen There's no other drama to tell you about right now uh, Still Rangers trailing at home to Livy Air of 2-1 up on Cove Rangers Here's Robbie Nielsen's Take on events At Tynecastle Disappointed to be honest with you I thought we You know we scored three goals at home We had more opportunities as well We ended up taking nothing For the game But you know We have a go you know, Well done Pat in the back You know But it, ultimately We didn't take anything From the game You know we scored Obviously three goals But the goals that we lost Were you know, great goals to lose You know first one You know Deflection flicks up And then we've got A free header at a corner And then two rebounds You know that we should be Reacting to a lot quicker the VAR, there was a lot of sort of involvement today. What did you make of it all? Yeah, I thought there's going to be a lot of ironing out to do. You know, I think today we got the novelty of it, kept everyone on side. You know, but I think if we're going to have that a month's time, three months' time, six months' time, then it's going to become you know, more of a hindrance than a good. I think there was discrepancies from year and a half, you know, and you know, the first penalty doesn't get given, goes to VAR, and then the second one does get given. I'm a worrier as it takes the decision-making process or that strength to make a decision away for the referees where they want to give it away or they don't. We should get given, we shouldn't need to wait two, three, four, five, six minutes to, to get that decision and hopefully it gets ironed out. Both things can be true at once, I guess, Hugh. That, that, uh-huh. that's, that's true. We want it to be quick and if the ref can give it on the field, great. In the sort of scale of things that might annoy you on, on day one, 
it at least got those right for Robbie yeah. Nielsen. Yeah. How we got there, yeah, I do. It is fair. I mean, hopefully that doesn't continue. But in at least the, he wasn't done out of something that he, he yeah. felt he should have had by VAR. In in the world that David Friel and Roger Hanna and I live in, when a manager on weekend one says this could be more of a hindrance than a help, that's mm. a that's a headline maker. Did, yeah, I mean, did it hinder him today? Not really. Uh, I mean, Sorry, let me stop you right there before I get what was bound to be a brilliant answer. Of course. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. St Mirren won, Dundee United nil, either Curtis Main or an Ericsson own goal. So probably one of them where it's come back out and taken a final touch off the keeper, header off the post, hits the keeper and goes in. I don't think the St Mirren fans will care. They're one up against Dundee United. Well, uh, Dundee United had two great wins in succession <laughs> and then. Life got a little bit difficult again. One-one with Ross County, uh, and they 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 can't just settle for losing in Paisley. They really have to go after this. Continues. It's been a, a decent season so far for St Mirren after what looked like a disaster at the start of the season. If they go on and beat United, then it will be a good three points for them. United, I think they're slowly turning the corner under mm-hmm. William Fox. Few good results. I would even say a, a way to Ross County. Getting the draws is decent enough as well, but look, plenty of time to get back in here. Uh, Linlithgow Rose have taken the lead against Spartans. Got a great record against Lowland League opposition in the Scottish Cup to Linlithgow Rose, mm. and uh, they've taken the lead again this afternoon. Says the man who's doing the drawing Monday. No, unrelated, completely unrelated. Oh, piece of information. Um, you, if you think I've started Monday's homework by Saturday afternoon, uh, you yeah. don't know how late I leave things. But anyway, oh, I thought you were going to say the opposite. No, that you've done it w- well before. How would you do it before you know I who don't gets know. through? You struck me as a man that would even know all the teams that get put out. I, I was, and then fatherhood started. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, different. Let's take a bit of time. Anyway, um, St. Mirren won Dundee United that last goal. Just to revisit what Robbie Nielsen was saying, um, Gordon, you know, and, and lots of talk, obviously. About VAR What did you make of his assessment? I totally understand about the time uh, How long it is taking for some decisions But I'm going to cut our official slack, Gordon Because it's our first week Um, You look down at England When they started off professional referees And still there's decisions down there That the managers are arguing about So we'll do that certainly as well But yeah, I would like to see them A little bit quicker but I thought today mm. was a perfect example where it will certainly help the officials. Uh, free kick to Rangers. Scott Arfield brought down by Kelly in an attacking area, so there's a booking there. Um, there will be a free kick to Rangers. He was kind of back to what he said last night. See if you love or love VR, hate VR. That, like that's fine, but we are. It's quite revealing though how we think about things. At least today. Tynecastle, there was a lot. There was a yeah. lot to get through, and there were good cases for, good cases against. It took too long. Did Celtic get done out of a penalty? Should Nick Walsh have given the the first penalty without going to monitor? All that stuff. But there will always be because this is what we do to ourselves a bit of confirmation bias at play. Uh-huh. And last night was a great example of it. People had decided VR was going to be a nonsense. They then watched. <laughs> They watched Hibs against St Johnston, where, by the way, VAR was not a nonsense, nope. nowhere near it, and then told everybody this morning or late last night, ah, see, look at that, it was a shambles, when it just simply wasn't. Today I, I, is maybe a bit more debatable. Yeah, um, and such a strain on nerves for those who were either inside Tidecastle or watching on television, 
that it was almost unbearable. Uh, but we're going to have to get used to it because it has been installed. It will not be taken back out. Uh, and we're going to have to do the teething troubles and all that goes with it. Uh, but as I say, I don't think you'll see a game again where you have seven goals uh, on a day when VAR, for the most part, got it right. Mm. There's one, for me, there's just one glaring error in the whole thing, and that is that Celtic were denied yep. a straightforward penalty. I am going to move the goalpost slightly. I'll give you until the half time break to get the answers into the teaser because there's one spot available on the podium. Two people have got it, so go. Question again, Hugh. Okay, name the five players who've made the most top flight appearances with just one club since the start of the Scottish Premiership era, which began in 2013 14. I told you, one Celtic player, no Rangers players, two St Johnston players, one from Kelly and one from Aberdeen. There you go. I can't give you any more clues than that, right? So see if you can get them by the break. I'm sorry, Hugh. He's done it again. Oh, no. Erling. 2 0. Haaland. The Seagulls Well See I think Our Archie is probably An Erling Haaland fan Even though he's a Brighton Season <laughs> ticket holder Get the Erling Haaland top Under the Brighton one yeah. uh, Let's go to Paisley Half time there David Friel Half time gone St Mirren 1 Dundee United 0 St Mirren The Tannoy man Gave the goal to Curtis Main But I'm sorry For the big striker It will probably go down As a Carl Johan Eriksson OG Dundee United keeper Was really unlucky But it's a deserved lead For the home side St Mirren are definitely edge. But United actually The first chance In three minutes Richard Tate Tried to clear Jamie McGrath's free kick But forced Trevor Carson Into a point blank save That wasn't a sign of things To come though St Mirren created All the best chances After that It would been really good Jonah Youngu He's been brilliant up front, but a real handful with a shot deflected over Charles Dunn heads against the bar. Ryan Strain had the ball in the net in 17 minutes, but that was ruled out for a foul without even the need for the bar. Curtis Main then fired right in 30 yards. A young guy again came close and then he hit the side net and it was all Superman at that point. But United did come into the game and Tony Watt almost scored a wonder goal from 35 yards. Trevor Carson, he's been excellent, but he had a moment of madness, raced out of his box and then changed his mind as United were on the break. The ball was cleared to walk with the keeper in no man's land, he sent his shot wide. Then came the man going 41 minutes, Richard Tate sent in the cross, Main got up really well at the back post, his header hit the post and then bounced off Eriksson and into the net. That was unlucky, but the United keeper was then thanking his woodwork after Main fired a 30-yard strike off the bar before the break. Sling stands, St Man are on their way to three points. Half-time, St Man won, Dundee United nil. I think that's the only half-time whistle so far. Yeah, it is. It's the only one. Uh, some slightly action at Ibrooks was that Barisic free kick, but it went wide. Uh, there was Curtis Main then hit the bar, a great strike from 30 yards, but St Mirren are in front there. Half-time, it's our broth one Hamilton Ackies nil. There's a championship scoreline I hadn't brought you yet. Um, scores coming in at half-time in the Scottish Cup as well. Uh, Dunny Pace, for instance. Uh, Bonus, sorry, one up on Auchinleck Talbot. Maybe a bit of a surprise Half-time Dunbar 1 Stirling Uni 2 In League 1 It's Peterhead nil, Alloa 0 So I can see some scores uh, Coming in David Friel Is the first Half-time report Because he didn't have any VAR There you go That's why it was finished in time The rest have had the odd check Here and there um, But Alan Muir must have his feet up He says it's been pretty straightforward Well That, that amazes me uh, Does that mean that a game is so dull There was no need for the introduction of VAR not necessarily I mean If no one's gone down in the box Or Incidents No I mean he's at least got a goal Which some of the other yeah. games don't mm-hmm. In fact they've all got a goal don't they Yeah they all do oh, man, Don't listen to me Ignore me Three minutes added For Park and two At 
uh, Rugby Park So there we are But that, that doesn't sound too bad Two minutes added That's not No, no. Um, it's clearly I, what, As I said to you you'll, You will never See as much activity In one game As you saw at Tynecastle today Because on top of VAR Seven mm-hmm. goals Penalties scored Penalties missed Penalties retaken The the drama yeah. of it all Was incredible Because remind me Because I, I have honestly lost track How many times did Nick Walsh Actually go to the monitor Was it just the once Was it just the Hearts First penalty I think so Did he not I go Because it feels they, like he went loads Did he not yeah. Did he not have a look at the The, the penalty that never no. was No 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 he no, didn't no, go he for didn't. that and I, th- that, I think he only went once And he gave the heart Second penalty Straight instantly. away Instantly Because that sort of backs it up I was amazed When people said That you the, the, the average is It's one visit to the monitor Every three games And I thought No no way And I thought I bet Nick Walsh has done Three times in one But he didn't, he didn't No I think once. once Yeah I agree I think once I'll go that Anyway uh, Let's go half time Rugby Park Fraser Wishart Half time here, Kilmarnock 1, Ross County 0, Dominic Kilmarnock deservedly ahead, an excellent Dan Armstrong finish, the informed winger scored in 21 minutes. Denny McInnes will be absolutely delighted with his team's performance but he'll feel they could have and should have been further ahead as County have offered little in attack. An early blow for County, third minute, the key midfield player Ross Callan limped off with a hamstring injury replaced by Jan Danda three minutes later. A really well-worked corner. Jordan Jones, the right-hand side, he cut it back to the edge of the box to Kerr McInerney. Really good control. He struck the ball brilliantly through a forest of legs. It was goal-bound. Actually hit Jack Baldwin and then just rebounded off. Ross Laidlaw, who was standing still, didn't know anything about it, and the ball was cleared. Kelly the seeds of corners on a big side, and Ross County had to be on their toes to defend the six-yard box. Kelly close to scoring at that point. But they were really on top, and no surprise, they opened the scoring in 21 minutes. A simple goal, a long ball forward. Ennis Cameron flicked the ball on, Dan Armstrong run inside, he was through in the goalkeeper Laidlaw, the goalkeeper slipped but the winger didn't take any notice of that and he fired high past the goalkeeper into the top corner. Three minutes later, our first bar check, a Joe right header cleared off the line by Alex Jacobiti, ref Colin Stephen waited for the decision, VAR Don Robertson said no goal. Little scene of county in attack, happy to sit off and allow Kelly back three to the ball and John White cut an isolated figure as his opposite number, big Ennis Cameron, was proving a handful for the county defence he burst onto a loose ball good low shot saved well by Laidlaw then Kerr McEnroy missed a really good chance cut back by Abelusi a good control by McEnroy again at the edge of the box but a weak shot easily saved by Laidlaw and then almost a sucker punch with just seconds to go in the half county almost sneaked the equaliser lovely ball by Callum Johnson to the box he will a lovely touch took him past Ash Taylor his low shot across the goalkeeper was well saved by the foot of Zach Hemmings Kelly fans will want a comfort of a second goal for county I think Malky McCabe looking to change things around if they don't start the second half better so they can offer more on the break half time here come on at 1 Ross County nil. half time for Park Roger Hanna half time Motherwell nil. Aberdeen 1 the home team jeered off by fed up fans at the interval after a pretty disappointing first half they're behind and they could have been more behind Aberdeen taking the lead after just four minutes Connor Barron threading a ball through to Boyan Miotsky he dinked a lovely shot over Liam Kelly into the back of the net far side linesman Paul O'Neill put a flag up there was then a first VAR delay as referee Ewan Anderson waited on the advice from VAR Andrew Dallas and the goal was given after four minutes the linesman's original decision overturned there was more drama with the same linesman nine minutes later Duke this time having the ball in the net at the second attempt after the Liam Kelly save linesman put his flag up but it was checked again and this time the linesman's decision was vindicated no goal last time Motherwell hardly seen pushing forward but they did 
have a guilt eight chance after 15 minutes. Anthony Stewart trying to shepherd the ball back to his goalkeeper, Keller Roos. Roos somehow spilled it out at the feet of Kevin Van Vini. Was at a tight angle, but the big Dutchman, especially with his scoring record against Aberdeen, you would have expected him to hit the target. Aberdeen soon back in the front foot. Jaden Richardson was denied by a sliding challenge by Ricky Lamy at the back post after a lovely pass by Leighton Clarkson in 22 minutes. Then more VAR drama in 29 minutes. Ross Tierney going down in the box under Elba Ramadani's challenge. No penalty given by referee Ewan Anderson and VAR Andrew Dallas bagged that up play on Jim Goodwin he's in the touchline as he awaits the appeal in his 8 game touchline ban and he got a lecture from referee Anderson as he debated the decision just before the break but he was almost celebrating a second goal in 43 minutes this time a fine save by Kelly to push out an angled drive but a very alert Duke Aberdeen by far the better team it's Motherwell nil Aberdeen 1 it's half time at Ibrox let's speak to Gabriel yeah, at the interval here, it is 1-0 to Livingston. Joel Nubley's early goal, the difference here, at a very unhappy Ibrox. Resounding boos as the teams walk down the tunnel a few moments ago. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst told us yesterday he's aiming to get the fans back on side with three points and an improved performance, but it was the nightmare start. In just the fourth minute, Christian Montero, the Livingston left-back, pulled the ball across. Joel Nubley took a touch, turned and finished into the corner, giving the visitors the lead, just like he did on the opening day of the season. And the crowd here were silent. Ten minutes later, Jack Fitzwater flashed a shot wide after the ball was bouncing around from a corner. It could have easily hit the back of the net. Rangers then began dominating the ball, as you would expect. But they were doing very little with it for the majority of the half. Uh, there was a shout for a penalty on Montana, a possible handball. But the review was over, nothing given by the VAR. Antonio Cholak had a glancing effort go past the far post. He also headed wide early on and hammered a shot over the bar. He is trying to make things work, but things not just pulling off for him at the moment. Borna Barisic had a free kick past the post just before the interval as well. Nuble causing issues up top for Livingston, just like he did a few months ago. I've got to emphasise, Gordon, the crowd are so agitated here. The stats say it all. 79% possession, no shots on target. And it is a huge half-time team talk for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Without a doubt, one of the biggest of his tenure here in Glasgow. Half-time, Rangers nil, Livingston 1. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Let's do some half-time scores. Obviously a full-time one, Hearts 3, Celtic 4 from earlier on. The half-time scores in the Scottish Premiership as things stand. Kelly 1. Ross County nil, it's Motherwell nil, Aberdeen one, Rangers nil, Livingston one, and St Mirren one, Dundee United nil. In the Championship are Broth one, Hamilton Ackies nil, Air United two, Cove Rangers one, Dundee nil, Morton nil, Inverness one, Wraith Rovers one, and Partick Thistle nil, Queen's Park one. In League One it's Clyde nil, Queen of the South one, FC Edinburgh one, Airdrie nil, Falkirk nil, Kelty Hearts two, Montrose nil, Dunfermline nil, and Peterhead nil. Alawa Athletic nil lots of games uh, in the Scottish Cup but maybe I'll wait to the end and give you some of them there's too many to run through right now so I'll keep you updated as the afternoon progresses rather than doing one big list quickly the English Premier League if you like it's finished Nottingham Forest 1 Liverpool 0 half time Everton 1 Palace 0 Man City 2 Brighton 0 the second halves and a big second half at Ibrox coming up next The winning team season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 